Welcome to the Genuine Girl Podcast. I'm Meredith, a 22-year-old recent college graduate who's trying to navigate the post-grad world, successfully adult, and share my authentic experiences with you so that you feel less alone in your struggles while becoming more empowered to be yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It is currently a Friday afternoon where I'm at. It is my last Friday before I start my first big girl job and I'm a little nervous so I thought why not sit down and talk about it because if you've been listening for a while you probably know that this podcast is kind of therapeutic to me even if no one else hears this. It's good for me to just get out my thoughts, vent, talk about what's going on in my life and if other people get something out of it that's just a bonus you know. Obviously my goal is for people to get something out of it but you know it doesn't hurt that it helps me too. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to talk all about how I'm feeling about my first job, how I'm preparing for my first job, all the things related to that job in today's episode, because I have hinted at it a lot over the summer, but it's actually here. It starts on Monday and um, yeah, it's getting real. (laughs) And I feel like I just keep looking up content online, like how to prepare. I look up YouTube videos of people who are working in the corporate world just to see like what days in their life look like, all that kind of stuff, because I just want to see what other people are doing and prepare myself. But there's not as much content out there as I expected there to be from young people like myself who are starting a new job and working. I mean, I guess people don't like to post about that a lot, which I get because, you know, Typically, people don't have the best associations with work, but I wanted to kind of create this as a way to get some more content out there for anyone else who might be starting a new job soon, maybe their first job soon. I know many of us are probably going into different fields and industries, and just for a little background on me, in case you don't know, I graduated college in May, and I had a double major in finance and marketing, so I was a big business gal, and so my first job is in the financial services industry. It's not like a strict finance job, it's actually a leadership development program, which I think I think those are becoming more popular, but for me, it felt like the perfect fit because it kind of is a series of rotations throughout different departments in the company. So, you know, I can get experience in marketing and finance and anything else that I want or, you know, anything that they have a need for. (laughs) I can kind of rotate through and uh, I think each rotation is six months. I have four of those rotations and so the program is two years long and then obviously the goal is to launch from the program into a full-time, you know, manager level role that is in an area you're interested in. So, that's just a little bit of the basics of what my job is all about. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I am feeling all of the emotions, but you know what? That's why we're here to chat. So I want to start by kind of just giving a brief life update of, you know, what I've been up to preparing for this job, how I've been feeling, and then I am going to get into a few of the specific things that I want to do as this start date gets closer to really set myself up for success once the job starts. 
So let's go ahead and get into the life update. How am I feeling? What am I doing? What's going on? Well, to get us away from the job talk for just a minute, I feel like it is very important to announce that I have a pretty big life update not related to work, and that is I adopted a cat. (laughs) Yes, I did. I know. I, yeah, I'm sure there are mixed opinions on this matter. I honestly don't know if I was expecting to do that before I started my job. I I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, I've been wanting a cat for a very long time. You probably know this if you've listened to other episodes. I have kind of grown up with cats. My parents have always had cats. And so I love cats. And now that I'm kind of settled into my new apartment, I'm about to start this new job. I mean, I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. So we're pretty much set in this new kind of routine, new phase of life. I thought, okay, it might be a good time to start really seriously looking for cats. And then of course I go to this shelter, just kind of looking at a few cats that I saw online. And you know, once you go to an animal shelter, I just want to let you know it's end game. Like you, if you come out of there empty handed, I, I am very impressed at your level of self-control because you just start feeling so bad for all of those animals. So many of them have such sad stories and, you know, not that a shelter is always a bad place for all of them. I mean, I guess it's better than being out on the streets or in a bad home situation, but you just don't want that for them. And I actually found this cat that I, this is going to sound bad, but I wasn't even considering this cat before I came in. I had kind of scrolled through this shelter's website, looked at the different animals, found a few that I thought looked cute or, you know, had a personality that I was interested in. But this one, for some reason, I was just like, I, it wasn't good or bad. I just didn't really, you know, think much of it. Um, but then when I went in the shelter, it's a very different experience because you actually get to see these cats and meet them and see kind of how you guys vibe. And this specific kitty was one that took me by surprise. The lady at the shelter actually said, you know, she doesn't like to say that any cats are especially sweet or playful or anything in particular, but she did tell me this cat was a very sweet cat. And when I really got to thinking about it, I knew that I really wanted a sweet cat. Uh, I just wanted a cat that honestly was chill enough for me to be able to handle, um, but still very affectionate, a friend, someone I could come home to at the end of a long day of work and just kind of have as a companion, you know, because living alone can get kind of lonely sometimes. And, you know, I don't want a roommate, human, but a roommate cat, you know, that's something I could deal with. So I, you know, went to the shelter, saw her, and of course I'm very bad at making decisions and overthink everything. So I kind of was like, oh my God, this is a big commitment. This is like the biggest commitment I've ever made because this cat is two years old. So she's an adult, but she still, if all goes well, has several years left to live. So this is kind of a big deal. And I'm obviously not wanting to be that person who takes back a cat or, you know, get rid of it in any way. So I'm like expecting to keep this cat for the rest of its life. So I had to leave the shelter without her the first time. And then I came back a couple days later and I got her. And now, you know, when I'm recording this, it's been 
exactly a week since I got her, and I'd say she is settling in pretty nicely. I feel so bad for her because I think something bad happened in her last living situation. I mean, I kind of heard a little bit of what could have been the problem, but I really don't know. There's no way to know for sure. Um, she is a little shy. She gets stressed out by lots of noises and stuff like that, but she's getting so much better. And the biggest thing that matters to me is that she seems to like me. We seem to get along. I've given her lots of good pets and she's very, you know, playful at times, which is good for me too, you know kind of gets me moving around. Uh, good exercise for both of us. <laughs> anyway, uh, her name is Penny. That's what I renamed her to um, because her original name was Tiger Lily. You know, it's a very creative name, but I just wasn't feeling it. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, she's a little calico cat. She's got all these very fun colors. She's just fun to look at, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking about my cat, but that is probably my biggest life update right now. So I thought I needed to take a break, kind of pause in my work talk and just chat about the cat because it's a big deal to me. And I'm not going to lie, it's been kind of a struggle just getting used to that because I'm not very good at dealing with change. I know cats are not good at dealing with change. So the two of us, we've we've been going through it together, but it's been fun and hard but fun and worth it okay that's that's all i have um what else is going on well i got back from europe a couple weeks ago now i oh my gosh i don't even know time is just flying but i don't think i really talked about that trip much on here it was really fun i had a good time it was exhausting but it was a really great thing to do before i start working because you know, when you think about it, who knows when the next time is that I'll be able to just take a week or two off to go travel to Europe. Um, so I'm very happy that I was able to do that. And of course, doing it with my parents was even better because they're the best company to have. And I am very happy and lucky that I got to go with them. So we went to London and Paris, both very different vibes. I have to say I prefer London. I just really love the hustle and bustle there. Uh, I feel like it's a younger vibe and I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking about all the cute guys I saw walking around in their suits. Oh my gosh, that was cool. You don't see that here, <laughs> at least not where I live. Maybe like New York City or something, but I wasn't about to move there just for that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, London had some very nice people to look at. Uh, also had some great shopping. Uh, I mean, great, great stuff, great sightseeing, obviously a lot of history. Paris definitely had a lot of history, museums. It was beautiful, but a very different vibe. I liked both of them though. It was cool to get to experience that. And honestly, just doing all this traveling has really made me appreciate like not only where I live, but also the luxury of being able to see other parts of the world. It makes me just really want to explore more because it's easy to get stuck in our little bubbles, wherever that may be. And of course, sometimes it's, it's hard to get out of those bubbles for practical reasons. Like you can't just, you know, get a plane ticket across the world uh, all the time, but 
it's nice to be able to every once in a while if we can afford it get out and experience new places and just see everything that the world has to offer so that was fun um but yeah (laughs) i feel like this past month has just been a blur of random activities it's very hard to make this all mesh into a proper life update but there you go that's what i've got for you right now I feel like I've been talking about that way too long. So let's actually get into the topic of today's podcast and talk about the things I'm doing to prepare for my job. Woohoo! Okay, that was really cringy. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're just getting into it. So I guess I want to start by just sharing my general feelings. I know I already kind of did, but to get into a little bit more detail, I am actually feeling pretty excited about starting my job right now. And if you had asked me how I felt a month or two ago, you know, even during the school year when I knew I had this job, I don't know if I would have said I'm really excited. I I definitely was looking forward to it, but I was also very, very nervous because I think I've been really in my head about this job being this kind of indefinite thing. Like, I don't really know anything about this job other than, you know, what I've seen on paper, what I've heard from people around me. And obviously, well, not obviously, you probably don't know this, but I interned at this company last summer. So I do have experience at the company. I know some of the people there. So I do know probably more than the average person would coming into this job, but I still feel like there's so much that I don't know about it because obviously I don't know if I'm going to like it or not until I get into it. And I don't know how long this job is going to last. I obviously don't want to look at it like, you know, I am planning to quit this job at this date because the goal is to not quit. You know, the goal is to love it and to contribute positively to the company and for it to just be a great experience for everyone. But It is the first time in my life that I've kind of had this thing that is very undefined in terms of a time length, in terms of kind of what to expect, because, you know, I've been in school every year of my life that I can remember, at least. And whenever I was in school, there was always something to kind of signal the end or the beginning of something else. So even if I was having a really tough semester, I would know, okay, the semester ends at this date, or I have fall break or spring break at this time, summer's coming up, graduation's coming up. I always kind of had a next step or a next date to look forward to if things were bad. And that is not quite the case when it comes to a job. Because yes, this is a two-year program, like I said, but the goal is obviously not to just stay there two years, but to stay there longer. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry if you hear the um, fire truck literally driving right next to my apartment. That's cool. Um, I'm just going to keep talking because I don't feel like editing this out. Uh, You know, this is just the reality of making a podcast. But yes, that concept of no more end dates is something that's been really getting to me. However, over the past month or two, and you know what? Especially since I got this cat, I've realized... Yes, Meredith, this is a commitment and probably a long-term commitment, but having a cat, that is a real long-term commitment. So honestly, maybe having a cat really has helped me squash this whole 
stressed out mindset toward my job because I think having a cat is a bigger commitment than this job right now <laughs> in a way because you know maybe I'll stay at my job as long as I have my cat but who knows anyway I was feeling stressed about that and I'm starting to kind of shift that stress into excitement because what I'm really realizing is that it's not going to do me or anyone else any good to go into this job with a negative or stressed out mindset. I mean, it's good to be realistic. It's good to look at all of the potential outcomes of this. But if I start this job only focused on, you know, the negative thoughts coming into my mind, I'm kind of bound to fail in a way because I'm not even giving myself the chance to explore it and enjoy it and just kind of figure everything out with a little bit of curiosity uh, and, you know, fun. Because it is kind of fun coming into this a little bit blind, not knowing what's going on. I mean, I am very tempted to view that in a stressful light because that's the kind of person I am and I don't do very well with ambiguity and not knowing everything and having a detailed plan. But at the end of the day, that's just what this is. So why not shift that negative energy into something positive and think of it as an opportunity? Because that is really what this is. It's a great opportunity. I'm very lucky to have this opportunity. I know that. And I think about that often. And when I think of it in that way, it gets me excited because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn so much through this experience. I'm going to get to rotate through different departments in the company. I'm going to get so much exposure, hopefully make so many great connections, maybe even friends, all sorts of things, right? So there's so much to look forward to that I'm trying to shift that mindset to be very positive and excited. And honestly, it's working because I am feeling excited to start work on Monday Regardless of how it really goes, <laughs> I'm just excited for the opportunities coming out of it. Um, so that's just kind of a little bit on my mindset toward the job. And I think just to kind of get back real quick to that realistic part of the mindset that I spoke to earlier, like I said, I'm trying to stay positive. However, I definitely see the need for having a little bit of realistic thoughts as well uh, in terms of, you know, hey, you can be really excited about this, but just remember, like, if it doesn't work out, if you don't like it, which obviously we don't want, but if that happens, worst case, it's also not the end of the world. I think sometimes young people, or at least me, <laughs> I kind of get in my head about my first job having to be perfect. I feel like I have to love it. I feel like this has to be the job that I am at for years and years, the path that I go down, X, Y, Z, because, you know, so I, I hear about these people all the time, and granted, they are older, but especially in those older generations, people tend to stay at the same job for years and years, and a lot of them do love the work that they do, and that's really inspiring to me. I'm like, wow that's so cool that they found something they really enjoyed early on. And I guess that's not the case with everyone. Some people might just stay because it feels like, you know, the only option. Um, 
but I think sometimes I've accidentally let that get to me in a way and I've thought oh my gosh what happens if I don't like this or what happens if I don't want to stay here my whole career or what happens if I just kind of want to make a shift and um, you know do something different whatever and realistically speaking it's okay if that happens I know it is because especially these days people are moving careers all the time it's much more common for our generation to quit a job after two, three years and go on to something else. I'm not saying that I have to do that if I like this job, but I will have the opportunity to do that if needed. And I have so many years left of work, I don't know why I'm expecting myself right now to have it all figured out because I really don't know exactly what I want to do. And honestly, when I think about it, kind of normal and expected because I'm 22 years old. I just graduated college. I don't have a ton of work experience. And the only way to really figure out what you want to do is to do it and to try new things. And when I haven't had the chance to do that for very many years, it's like, obviously, I don't know exactly what I want to do. Obviously, I might want to make a change. And if that happens, I have so many years to do that and it's not like this is the end-all be-all and it's not like I'm going to have access to zero opportunities so I just wanted to add that in there because I know some people can be too positive sometimes and I want to have the positivity but I also want to have it backed by that realist mindset almost of like yeah we want this to work out but if it doesn't you know it's okay. Um, and you know, you never know. I don't know what's going to happen. And at this point, I'm just trying to stop thinking about what's going to happen and just let it happen because thinking about it is not going to do anything, but stress me out more. Okay. That's all on mindset. Now let's get into the actual tangible things I am doing to prepare. And this is exciting stuff because I have been spending this week just like trying to get so organized and set myself up for success and do everything in my power to make my first day and my first week as smooth as possible. I can't control everything, but the things that I can control, you best believe I am controlling because I like control. (laughs) Okay. Number one is my work wardrobe. That's right, everyone. We have to talk clothes for a minute. I don't know if anyone else is starting a new job, but this is something that I have been struggling with because my wardrobe for work is going to be very different than my wardrobe for school. Now, I wouldn't say I'm the type of person who wore like sweatshirts and sweatpants every day to school, but I definitely was casual, okay? And in this work environment that I'm going into, it's kind of more of a business casual vibe, you know what I mean? However, I say that I don't really know, and that's one of the difficult things about creating a work wardrobe is that I won't really know the true vibes until I get there and see what everyone else is wearing, you know what I mean? So I can guess, I can go off of what they've told me and what other people who work there have told me, but I don't really know. So I have been trying to kind of make my best educated guess on what the dress code kind of is and what kind of clothes I need. And so I've been doing a lot of shopping for that, which shopping is like my favorite thing to do. So it really has not been an issue. I 
I could do it all day every day, but I have been wanting to be very intentional about the clothes that I buy because I don't want to be that person who has a million different clothes that don't go together whatsoever and I don't want to be that person who wears the same outfit like three times a week you know what I mean not that that's a bad thing if that's what you want but I want to switch it up I want to have options but I also want to have some good basics that can be mixed and matched I keep seeing these videos about capsule wardrobes if you guys have heard of those and that just sounds like the ideal lifestyle. I mean, realistically speaking, I I can't like limit my clothes that much, okay? Because some people are over here like, oh yeah, I have 10 clothes and that's all that's in my closet and I just mix and match them and that's all I need. I wish that could be me. I need a little bit more than that <laughs> to keep me going. Um, I need to be prepared for literally any situation. So you know, I can't just have one color t-shirt. I need like 10. Um, I don't know how that prepares me for any situation, but you get the point. I like options. Anyway, I've been trying to limit my purchasing some, at least to the essential items that I feel like I could mix and match with pretty much anything. And to keep me on track with that goal, I have, I'm like stuttering on my words because this is the most nerdy thing I've ever said, but I've created an Excel spreadsheet to track every single possible outfit combination that I could wear to work given my current wardrobe. I know, you can laugh, you can do whatever you want with that information, but it's actually helping me so much because right off the bat, it showed me that I really don't need that many clothes to have a lot of options. If I have, you know, just some, like I said, pieces that I can mix and match with different colors, different patterns, things like that, then I will have different outfit combos for days. Like, I've been working on this spreadsheet for a while now, and I still haven't gotten through all of my clothes, or not even close, which is kind of sad, but I'm already at like 60 different outfit combinations. And so I could literally wear 60 days of work clothes and never repeat myself. Like, yes, I would wear, you know, the same top certain days, but I would pair it with different pants or a different skirt, a blazer, maybe not a blazer, different shoes. You know what I mean? So I kind of have it in different columns. I have like the shirt in one column, pants in another, blazer, shoes, and then jewelry. I know it's a little extra, but it actually makes me feel good because to me, I have found in the past that what I wear makes such a huge difference in how I present myself to the world. And really it just goes back to confidence. You know, if I feel confident in what I'm wearing and how it makes me look, then I'm much more likely to present myself better to the world, you know? I'm more likely to thrive in social settings. I'm more likely to perform well when it comes to, I don't know, it could be anything, an exam, a presentation, just a meeting, being in the same room as people. It could be literally anything. If I'm wearing an outfit that I feel good in, 
that's going to elevate my experience in that situation and how I come across so much. Like I can just tell when I am wearing something that's making me a little uncomfortable. I just am not the same person as I am when I'm wearing something that makes me feel comfortable. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but because that is something I've noticed in myself, I really want to make a point to feel good in my outfits when I go to work because that I know is going to make a huge difference for me when I am working, performing in any sort of capacity. So that's kind of just a little bit about what I'm doing in terms of clothes. Oh, also just to give you an idea of some of the stores I'm shopping at, I actually did a good amount of shopping in Europe for, well, kind of business casual clothes. I wasn't really strictly looking for that because, you know, I was in Europe. I didn't want to think about work that much, but I went to a ton of Zara's in Europe and obviously Zara's in the U.S. too. I love Zara for business clothes. They have some really cute stuff. I also like Mango, which is mostly a European brand. They had a lot of stores in Europe, but they also have an online store. They have very cute stuff. Uh, since I got home, I've been going to H&M a fair bit, Old Navy, uh, because I feel like Old Navy is sometimes underrated, but they have some cute stuff. It's like nothing crazy or extravagant, but if you need some good basics, they got you covered. And then obviously Amazon. Now I used to be so against buying clothes on Amazon because I am just the type of girl who likes to go in the store to shop and try things on before I buy them. But honestly, I keep seeing all these TikToks and Instagram reels and all these girls who have such cute clothes that they got from Amazon. And I was like, finally, okay, Meredith, you just got to give this a try and you can return it if you don't like it. It's not a big deal. So I've been getting more clothes off of Amazon. I think they have some great deals and honestly, their clothes are super cute. Uh, it's worth it to at least try and they actually have this new program called try before you buy You might have seen that on there. I mean, I don't even know how new it is. I might be late to the game, but They basically give you the option to try it on and then tell them hey I like this or I don't like this and then if you do like it you pay for it after you receive the item which I guess is meant to take off a little bit of the stress. So That's always nice but those are just a few of the places I've been shopping because I'm also kind of on a budget over here. Like I'm, I'm not trying to buy like Nordstrom level clothes right now. I wish I could. That is the goal. Okay. That's the goal before too long. That's where I'm going to be shopping all the time because they got some cute stuff, but realistically speaking, I'm not quite there. Okay. That's all on the work wardrobe. Now I kind of want to talk about my work from home setup because something I didn't mention about this job is that it is going to be in a hybrid format. So this basically means I'll be working some of the time in the office, some of the time at home. It's going to be kind of a weird schedule when I start because I'm going to be doing some different things than I'll normally be doing, you know, trainings and licensing, all that stuff. Uh, but I still want to have a really good work from home office setup, even though I don't have an office in my apartment. I do have a desk and I'm trying to make it a really cute and practical setup because I know that I am not the kind of person who does well 
when I don't have a dedicated space to my work. I was that way in school. And so I can assume I'm going to be that way now. So, you know, some people I know can just sit at their kitchen table and they're good and more power to you because that makes life a lot easier. (laughs) I know it does, but I'm just kind of in the mindset of I need my dedicated workspace because I don't really want that to interfere with where I eat or where I sleep because I, I tried doing that in college. Like I would try to do homework in my bed and then I just couldn't sleep at night because I was like always thinking about work when I was supposed to be sleeping. And once I kind of moved that to doing work at a desk space away from my bed, I, I it became a lot easier for me because I only associated my bed with sleeping and relaxing. So anyway, that's that. I, I've been kind of struggling with my desk setup though, because I am in a one bedroom apartment. So it's not like I have a ton of room. My desk is pretty much in my living room right next to my couch, but that's okay. I've got a wall space. I set up a desk that I got from at home. It was like $50. That sounds really cheap. I don't know if it was that cheap, but it was, it was the cheapest desk I could find. I'll just say that, but it still seems nice quality. Um, got a cute little desk chair that I might be changing out because it's not the most comfortable, but it does look good. So, you know, that's good. Um, I also have a couple of monitors and just got a laptop stand. So if I want, I can have three screens going at once, which is pretty crazy. I don't know if I'll need that, honestly, but it makes me feel professional. So I have it. Um, let me think of what else. I have a tiny little desk lamp that I got because it was $5 in the Target dollar section. That is not a dollar. I I don't know why they call it the dollar section, or maybe it's just everyone calls it the dollar section, but Target has never called it that. Um, because everything in there these days, it doesn't seem to be a dollar. Anyway, I got that. (laughs) Um, I got my wireless keyboard. I've had a lot of this stuff from college, which is helpful. Uh, I just have kind of moved it over into this work from home setup. Uh, Oh, and I also just recently got a webcam for my monitor because I think when I'm taking meetings and stuff, I am going to have my laptop closed a lot of the time. I might just have two screens going on. And I'm going to need another camera that is not my laptop's camera to obviously show my video. And so I found this camera from Office Depot or Office Max. It was like $30, which sounds expensive, but it was the cheapest one I could find. I feel terrible. I'm just like, yeah, this is the cheapest. This is the cheapest. I just sound like I'm so low quality here, but it had good reviews. Okay. And so I picked that up. I'm feeling good about that. Uh, feeling very professional. Honestly, I'm, I'm just feeling very techie. I also got a little phone stand to hold my phone. Just picked that up on Amazon. Honestly, I'll try to link as much of this stuff as I can in the show notes of this podcast in case you guys are interested. I know it's very hard to explain it when I can't show any of it, but I'll link it and then you can at least see pictures of it on the websites. Um, Let's see. Last thing that I just want to talk about is 
the little notebook I got. I got the super cute notebook from Target. It was like $5 and I am going to dedicate this as my work notebook just for general note taking as I start my job. I know that I'm going to want to take a lot of notes when I start working about the company, about people I meet, about questions I have, things I need to know. I'm really going to want to have all that information in one place and so I kind of wanted to get a notebook just to make me feel fancy and to have it all organized somewhere. Speaking of the notebook, something else that I want to try doing when I start working, I don't know if this is realistic, but I want to kind of before each day begins or maybe at the end of each day we'll see I kind of just want to write down some things about my day or my week as it relates to work what I'm hoping to accomplish what questions I have that I need to get answered that day um, you know who I'm meeting with who I'm connecting with uh, just basically anything a little brain dump at the end or the beginning of each day to get me focused I also want to have some space in there for like a weekly check-in, you know, what are my goals at work for the next week, what did I accomplish last week, where might I have room to improve, um, how am I doing on my goals, things like that. Uh, I just want to use this notebook for all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to find like journal prompts and stuff I can use for work-related stuff, but there's not a ton out there, so I'm going to kind of have to make my own. I will let you know once I do that. All right, that's all on that. I, oh, I'm i feeling out of breath. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty much done. I'm just looking through my list of things that I've been doing. I have been trying to get together a little work bag to take. I have a few different options. I thought I bought one that was going to work and it might work, but I also have another cute one. So I don't know exactly what bag I'm using for my work bag but it will obviously have to fit a laptop and my notebook and anything else that I need to bring with me each day. I'm working on getting some cute meal prep containers that I can take to the office so that when I want to eat lunch at the office or something and take my lunch there, which will probably be often, I, I can look cute, you know? Um, and finally, this is just a very side thing, but... I'm trying to really get familiar with the people I will be working with. I don't know everyone I'm going to be working with yet because I haven't started working, <laughs> but the people that I do know, the names that I do know, I've been just trying to kind of find them on LinkedIn, send some, you know, friendship requests or whatever, connections, not friendships. Okay, you know what I mean. Uh, it would be great to have friendships, but we got to start with the LinkedIn connection, you know? So I've been connecting with people on LinkedIn, just kind of networking with the other people um, who are working there, talking with the people who are going to be starting with me, all kinds of fun stuff like that. I think just kind of getting ahead of the game with trying to at least familiarize myself with some of the people I'll be working with is kind of relieving my stress a little bit. So those are just a few things I'm doing to get prepared for work to start in just a few days. I am nervous, but it is going to be really interesting to come back to this episode in the future and, you know, see what's actually happening with this job because right now it's just a big black hole of unknown. But I truly, I really am excited. I know I've been kind of 
all over the place (laughs) and talking about like, what if, what if, what if, but all of that aside, I'm very excited to start working. I'm excited to get into a routine again. And honestly, this company that I'm working for really seems like a great company that cares about its employees. It has a great mission and uh, what they do. I mean, it's very interesting and fascinating to me. And I'm excited to learn about that whole industry and world. So I will definitely keep you guys updated as I start and on how everything goes. I think it'll make for a lot of good podcast content, but I also have some really fun guests coming to the podcast in the coming weeks. So you're going to start hearing from more people other than just me, which is exciting because I know that I am only offering one perspective on the whole experience of growing up and adulting and navigating through your teens and 20s. I want to offer other perspectives too because I know how valuable that is and it honestly is just fun to talk to other people, hear their experiences, and let other people have a voice and share kind of what they've gone through and what they are, you know, learning during this crazy time of life. All right that's all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would really appreciate a review or a rating. They really helped me out. I I promise you they helped me out. It, It is only in everyone's best interest because if you leave a review or a rating, then the podcast gets discovered by more people and I can make better quality content and it's just a happy world. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's all. Thank you. You're awesome. Have a great day. Have a great week. You deserve it. You're doing great. And just please remember above all else, be yourself and everything will be okay. Thank you. And I will see you next week. Oh, that that was way too formal. I'm not ending with thank you. Okay. Thanks everyone. See you next week. Nope. That was creepy. All right. I'm just going to say, see you next week. (laughs) That's all. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're really feeling kind, give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at underscore genuine girl underscore. See you next week.